Welcome to Between Two Chairs, Demystifying Commercial Real Estate, the podcast that brings you the latest insights and trends on the South Florida commercial real estate market with your hosts, Fernando Arencibia Jr. and Jennifer Woolman. In each episode, we dive into the world of commercial real estate and break down complex concepts to make them accessible for everyone. Whether you're a real estate professional, a curious investor, or just interested in the South Florida market in general, Between Two Chairs is the podcast for you. So pull up a chair and join us. We're back. We're back. (laughs) Back to where? We don't know, but we're back. Well, I thought that in this episode, we would just jump in. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I find, you know, really um, interesting about commercial real estate is that, um, you know, no two deals are the same. There are so many differentiating factors from one transaction to another. And it's not just the people involved, but it is the actual property itself. You know, and oftentimes we have to touch so many institutions within a city. You know, it's the zoning, it's 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 our local derm. You know, when it comes to environmental issues, um, it's it's dealing with, you know, whether you want to uh, upzone an area in order for it to make sense, for the numbers to make sense. And so, you know, I, I I'm sure that throughout the years you have you know some stories. So I thought we would delve into, you know, just a couple of examples of transactions that we've been involved with where. You know, there's always a little bit of a challenge. There's always uh, some curveball that is thrown either at the beginning, the middle, or, or the end. Um, and you know, we always have to find a way to overcome those challenges, to connect people to the right people, and to be self-aware enough to know that we 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 may not know everything, but we have the resources to be able to find the the right answer and right. To or the people really, who have the right answer or the people who right. have the right answer. That's true. That's you know? true. And the importance of making sure that your team is informed, right? Whoever it is, your yeah. title company, your attorneys, your and you can have several attorneys to your point. You can have a contractual attorney, a zoning attorney, et cetera. So, so true. Yeah. Um, I'm working on a deal. I, I don't even have to go that far back. I'm working on a lease now. And um, luckily we had this really great attorney because we're dealing with um a client from out of town that's moving like so many people here they're they're gonna expand their operation from the northeast they're moving um not moving but they're opening a branch down here and we were doing background work on zoning and some of the changes because we are going to need to do a change of use no big deal and in doing the research she found that there was this ordinance in the city of Miami that was getting ready to go ahead of second reading and the second reading was going to be around the time that we had signed a lease or or were getting ready to sign the lease and she said wait a minute this ordinance is going to affect parking like the current parking in the area that you're looking which was in Wynwood is going to be affected for outdoor dining in this area and so anyway, we spoke to the to the listing agents. They had no idea. She spoke to the business improvement idea, uh, uh, the business improvement district. They didn't they weren't aware of it. So then she reached out to people in the commission and said, hey, did you realize that if you pass this new ordinance, it's going to affect everybody who currently has outdoor dining in the areas that have the most outdoor dining in the city, which included, you know, obviously Coconut Grove and. Winwood stuff that we're trying right. to promote more of. So 
luckily that came out before second reading and they were able to tweak it to still pass their ordinance, but not with this issue that was going to affect not only every existing um, person who had outdoor dining, but it was also going to affect the future of people wanting to open more outdoor dining. And basically it's what, you know, it's kind of what the, what the customer wants. They want the outdoor experience. They're in my, you know, in Miami. But that's incredibly fortuitous because think about it. If, if you had not identified an issue or the person that you brought it to had not identified the issue, then we might've been dealing with how to solve it instead of how to prevent it. Oh yeah. The least, the, so, the parking, the ordinance would have killed the deal, but we yeah. would have already been under, under contract. Yeah. So yeah, it's important to know and, and the importance of advocacy and having your, yeah point on everything that's going on from a state and local level so you what was your deal i know you've had some doozies yeah what i what i find is you know that's what the ones that teach you the most right you learn Mm -hmm. you learn the most out of those and uh i sold a a piece of land on okeechobee road they had a structure in it and um it was basically um a family had owned it for like 20 years and uh, unfortunately, the uh, the the you know the husband had passed away. She had inherited the property, and she had always worked with her husband in, ma- in maintaining and managing the property. They had run a business out of there, and now they were leasing it out for different uses. Well, it just so happens that years before the count, the state came down because they're right on Okeechobee Road and it's owned by the state of Florida. And that's another really interesting thing that happens, you know. I, I never really understood that con- concept until I got into commercial real estate. The fact that some roads are owned by your local municipality, some are state roads, and, and some of those things get very complex. Well, they wanted to make a right turn right on 29th and Okeechobee Road. So they wanted to take a piece of the corner of, of their property. But the rules of the state say that they had to do an environmental uh, study on that land before they were able to take that corner so that it could be a, a swift and an, and an easier uh, right of way to be able to turn to the right-hand side. Of course, the issue was that it came back that there were some environmental issues on the property. And those environmental issues, the good news is that the property was going to be able to put be put into a, and was put into a state program that would alleviate those problems they will remediate whatever environmental issues they were and that was part of the them getting the right away to be able to make that corner and all that stuff but for 10 years that thing kind of stayed dormant it got lost somewhere in in the process and when i was listing the property i had to inform both the buyer and the seller of course that this is an issue that we would have to resolve we got an offer right away I was a very good offer and the the buyer was willing to wait until those items were resolved. But then, you know, we found out that the, the, the items became very, very uh, complex because basically there was work that they needed to be doing for 10 years that did not get done. And now it was getting picked back up. So now they have to do new boring studies, you know, in which if you don't know what that is, but basically they have to drill into the, into the uh, you know in, into the actual dirt, they have to pull that out. They have to study it. They have to come back, you know, uh, a, a few months later, do it again, and then they gotta measure those two things. So you could imagine if you're trying to close a transaction, those things get complex. And then I'm dealing with multiple agency. I'm dealing with an engineering firm out of Orlando that is working with the Florida Department of Energy Protection. 
uh, or environmental protection. And so I remember I was going to, I, you know, I'm trying to handle everything by phone and, and communication by email. I'm trying to push this through. And we were going to, uh, you know, um, uh, our annual August, you know, Florida Realtors Conference. So I decided to buy a bunch of empanadas from Gracianos. I'm, I'm going to become famous for buying people empanadas, empanadas from Gracianos. I drove up uh, and the day that I, the first day of the conference, drove up, I dropped my, my bags down and I went straight to their offices. And I sat there for an hour and for them to explain to me what was the entire process. And it was extremely lengthy. And, you know, suffice it to say, it took months of work. And part of it was that, you know, that that program was allocated by a certain amount of money, right? You know how 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 government agencies work. And at some point, the program then was under the 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 um was overseen by the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. In the middle of my transaction, they transferred it to Durham. So now it's a new project manager working with the same engineering firm, thank God, because at least right. they had the historical you know aspects. And, you know, and then at some point we had to go to the buyer and say, like, we we got to figure something out because you want to do something. She wants to sell you the property, but you got this in between. But we found out that there was a way for him to develop it because it's Elia Haelia mm -hmm. to develop the property without having that completely remediated. And so the buyer got an environmental attorney involved and, you know, we all went down to the city. And the great thing about the city of Hialeah is that if you get there, you could get there early anytime and you want to see somebody in zoning and planning and you will get seen. You might have to wait a while, but you will be able to see somebody there at that time. And and I learned so many things. There were there was, for example, there there was some the the, the test had resulted that there was some uh some of that environmental issues, mm -hmm. which by the way, we're not we're not we're not great in in mm -hmm. in size or 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 very uh very problematic from 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 an environmental perspective, but they were seeping into Okeechobee Road, right? And so now the question is, okay, what are we remediating, right? Because you're not going to build in Okeechobee Road. So I called the Florida Department of Transportation. I found that they have a memorandum of understanding with all of their municipalities that if there is an environmental issue that goes into it, that it's okay for them with them because that that road will never be anything other than the road. And so that gives you a little bit of leeway. So like little things like that, that you learn in a transaction that to me is I'm a nerd by, by nature. I love all of those little details mm -hmm. that you learn in a transaction. And, but most importantly, it's, you know, the fact that I was help, able to help this lady that had just lost her husband a year right. before was in the middle of something very complex, was trying to take care of her, her two grown daughters mm -hmm. and her, you know, teenage, you know, grandkids was trying to figure out the the things that that her husband would usually take care of, right? right? right. And so navigating through that and being able to to be a guide, especially with something this complex, was incredibly rewarding, mm -hmm. you know. And and every year I get a, a you know a Christmas card from her, <laughs> you know. We we talk about two three times a year. And uh, she's doing great. Her, her grandkids are, are are doing phenomenal, and and she was able to make it happen. But you know that is the the great thing for me is that those are lessons that I'll never forget. Right. And so no, when and, and you actually opened up. So a lot of it seems like some of these ordinance or laws or whatever we want, you know, the, the whole government machine or the environmental machine or whatever it is, zoning, a lot of things get passed 
And then people forget, like, why was it passed or what was the process or what is the, so if somebody had just said, oh, well, you don't need to worry about that because this road is always going to be a road. Well, hello, that would have saved, saved so much time, but look at the hoops you had to go through and the people you had to hire because somebody in the department that should have known that right. it wasn't an issue yeah. made it an issue, right? So I and think you, that that's what's super yeah. frustrating, very frustrating hearing that story yeah. because the reality is, is it made a, a process that could have been a lot faster and efficient, pretty inefficient and convoluted and added yeah. additional stress to both parties without the need to yeah. if somebody had just known. And, you know, it's interesting because both you and I are involved in, in the advocacy side of things. You know, we we do we do a lot, you know, we're a couple of weeks away from going to, to Greater yeah. American Realtor Days and, you know, uh, advocating for all the things that are important to to us and our clients and our communities in Tallahassee. But, you know, one of the things that I find is that there there are a lot of, um, you know, uh, rules that are enacted that sometimes have unintended consequences. Right. But we're all human beings, right? So you can only, there's so much that you are trying to anticipate what is going to be the flip side of enacting a, a new guideline, new rules. Um, that, you know, the, what's frustrating is that there is not a, a quick, um, you know, fix. There is not a, a, at least a quick realization that, oh, I think we we need to amend this or we need to change this. Like you have to go in front of people, convince them of what is the pain that that is being caused by this rule and and that that entire pro of course when you're in the middle of the transaction right. you're focused on okay how do i get you know to here because i i'm not going to be able to change the world right. but i, I can yeah. how do i get it closed you know because that's ultimately you know cool. what your client is looking for you know right right your 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 client i don't know if you feel this way but i always feel like they're looking for expertise but more importantly they're looking for um for for you to have the the resources to be able to um address those issues more importantly to anticipate those issues and that's that's right. where experience comes from yeah but some yeah. things can't be anticipated like no. if you like now you'll be able to anticipate that and you'll also know yeah. the answer right because you'll no be doubt. like no no this road doesn't require it because this road's always going to be a road but how could you have anticipated that until you saw it no. right until you for until sure you came across it for you sure know? No, and I, I remember, you know, uh, of course, if you if you own real estate in South Florida and Miami, you're dealing, you're going to deal with termites, right? Uh, any any time that you have have seen a termite inspector do an inspection, they always tell them you either had termites. termites, yeah, you either had termite, right? That's, this is the, right. the saying: you either had termites, you uh, have it, or you will have it, right? That, right. That's just part of it, right. but. I remember that in um, in we were closing on a property in um, um, around Midtown, Morningside, and the inspection comes back, and they had African beetles. Have you heard about this thing? African beetles, and I've heard of African bees, but not African no, beetles. These African <laughs> beetles that are also burrow in the wood, and they are, it's like termites to another level, mm -hmm. and like. In order to address the issue, you need three times the amount of, of poisonous, poisonous gas. gas that they put in there. But more importantly, they really destroy and and it, it was destroying the trust oh, wow. of a house yeah. that whose roof was replaced a year before. Oh wow. So somebody okay. missed so the it trust. was like Oopsie. 
you know. So here's Fernando, right, at 11 o'clock at night at home in his computer. Googling, <laughs> Googling African, beetle. African beetles, wood destroying African beetles. So, you know. You are a nerd. That's just... <laughs> I don't deny it. I don't deny it. <laughs> I, I wear it proudly. So, you know, I'm 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 hoping that through the course of the podcast we're able to share a few more stories. Um there are always stories of victory, I think uh, at the end of the day because you're always yes, pushing we always through, we always find a way, and I think that that is a, uh, you know, a great lesson in in all of it as well. So, tell me this week, did you come across anything interesting, anything you learned? Oh my gosh, you're going to put me on the spot again. <laughs> so I'm still trying to track down my $6 million number oh, yeah? um, for Coral Gables. Remember I told you, but I don't have it yet. Well, so it's something interesting that I learned. So I listened to a great um, webinar uh-huh. um, put on by ULI, okay. uh, the Urban Land Institute. And it was super interesting because it talked about um they they interviewed three people whose centers, whose shopping centers or community centers had won the awards last year. Hmm. And some of the takeaways that I got, three of the takeaways was that all three of them, their first goal, even though they said, yes, we're in the business of commerce and making money, but yeah. for all three of them, their first goal was creating community with their space. So... Hmm. One of them was an old series of Dr. Pepper bottling plants and I'll think of the name. And they tied and they've been collecting this one group has been collecting these or buying these warehouses since the 80s. So it's a little bit like the idea behind Winwood. Mm -hmm. But then they started transforming each individual one and then connecting them with pathways and open spaces to bring connectivity. Um, But all three, um, I'll I'll get into some of the other ones in another episode, maybe, or on my blog or somewhere. The other thing that was super important was that all three of them talked about the importance of being able to be reached by something other than the automobile. So Mm -hmm. all three of them were next to trails. And what I would love to do on one of our podcasts is talk Mm -hmm. about how Miami is creating all these trails and yeah. what that means. You know, we've got the yeah. underline, we've got the Everglades to Biscayne Bay trail, and then right. we've got the, uh, what is it? The Tam Miami right. Ludlum trail. So um, I thought that was super interesting. So that was one that kind of the light bulb went off um, in terms yeah. of, of something I learned. People often don't, don't recognize how important that is the walkability, the, the bike trails, the bike trails. you know, the parks and, and all, all those elements. Cause it is about community. I told you the story about, I was um, uh, helping a developer buy um, a unit in um, North beach and uh, both him and his wife love to go on long bike rides. So he was asking me if he could connect all right. the way from South beach to North beach Right. Which he which which he was able to do and just basically ride up and down the the coast, right. which is uh you know and that was that was a big selling point for him you know because he didn't want to be in the necessarily the hustle and bustle of South Beach but he wanted to have that connectivity and yeah. be able to walk to drive you know to ride down there whenever whenever they wanted to do it. Yeah, super cool. And I'm excited. Yeah. I think I can't wait for the underlying. We've already seen a big section done in downtown and yeah. the Brickell area. 
and now they're doing the one right. off US one up to right. UM. I think it's going to be super, super exciting. And it's just going to transform that whole corridor. What about you? What did you learn? I I, I came across an article about um, Miami being ranked 11th in the nation for the number of co-working spaces mm. that are available. And I thought, at first I thought, well, you know, if you really think about it, the office market here has been uh, much more robust than other places, um, you know, after COVID. You know, if, if you really if you really think about it, there was, at least anecdotally, you know, there there are a lot of companies that have expanded. And of course, part of it is, the huge migration of companies and individuals that we have had to Miami. But what I really like about that stat is that if you really think about it, I think there's a stat that says that Miami is number two in the nation in entrepreneurship. And it mm -hmm. is true. We we do have a spirit of entrepreneurship in our city. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people opening businesses. And I think that the co-working spaces are a, gate, are a great gateway to that because it gives them an opportunity to have that formal setting um, at an affordable price, mm -hmm. usually very centrally located where they can start off. So so in essence, these co-working spaces become like, you know, the garages of old. Right. You know, we don't have a lot of garages in Miami no. if you really no. think about it. Yeah. So this becomes like the garages of old. So I thought that was a really interesting, uh, you know, little stat. That is a good stat. And I, I had a client who was looking for office space and they were seriously, it, it's a company from... Um, uh, Singapore that was coming over here, a tech company. Okay. And they were going to rent like 5,000 square feet. They were looking, mm -hmm. but they weren't sure of their concept. And so yeah. at the end, they ended up getting one of these temporary spaces just to kind of test the market, right. um, see if the people that they have up in Broward would come down here for office space because mm -hmm. they felt like Miami was where they needed to be, but mm -hmm. they had a satellite office in Broward. So yeah. To your point, not just entrepreneurs, but also just testing which market, um, especially now with people not That's going so into the office, you know, can I, is there a yeah. space or a neighborhood where I can entice them to come down yeah. to work, to no, back to the for office? Sure. So great. Well, listen, That's we got another those. one in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but if we were if we were doing this old school, it would be like another one in the can. But there's no more can; it's just in the digital verse. It's another it's, one in the digital verse. Oh. <laughs> there you go. All right, bye everybody. Thank you to our fact checker. <laughs>